Welcome to Life Purpose with LC, me, your host of this podcast. I am so excited to work with each and one of you who are going to listen, gain something each episode, discover your best, biggest purpose in this life, and share everything valuable and meaningful for our mind, body, soul, and spirit. You ready? Hey guys, welcome back to Life Purpose with me, Elsie, your host of this podcast episode. Today is going to be so good because like I have shared from day one, I'm here to share life experiences, situations, stories, um, challenges that happened to me and my learning takeaways from that specific situation in hope that you can either resonate, you can relate to something that you're going through in life and maybe take something that I talk about to help you with moving forward in some challenging, difficult, trying times that life will constantly test us on. And I'm also going to have a little conversation about what got me to that point of being able to react and um, accept the resistance that is constantly coming my way and which sometimes we may find ourselves thinking like, oh, poor me, or why, why are all these things happening to me? Um, why can't I take a break, catch a break? Uh, you name it. So I'm going to go into that a little bit, but this, this story I'm about to tell you guys happened to me just two days ago on Wednesday, October 5th. And without going into extensive detail of the story, so I don't lose some of you or um, get you a little bored, maybe I'm going to try to summarize it because I'm getting really good at that (laughs) with things that are going on in my life. I'm getting really good at summarizing um, it in a nutshell. So This past Wednesday, just the other day, I was driving my best friend home back to Toronto. If you know the area or maybe you've heard of Toronto, it's a large city that I live like an hour away from. And many of you'll know, like the, it's one of the biggest airports. Um, And if you know the area, you know that driving downtown Toronto is for people that either go there every day and they know how to drive in Toronto traffic or you likely avoid it. Like me, I usually am the avoider because like I grew up an hour away from Toronto. So like 30 years ago, the place was completely different than it is now. And it was like, okay to go and visit and drive down there. And now it's just like a mini New York I've never been to New York, but I feel like I can just imagine that they're very similar. Point is, my best friend lives downtown Toronto. And I know, I've been to her place, like I know the area enough, but I told her I would drive her home so that she didn't have to take public transportation and we could hang out more. And then I had planned for my son and I to go to do something fun and educational. I was going to take him to the science center. We were going to have like a blast. But one thing led to another while we were driving. I got hit with a rock off truck and it cracked my 
front windshield and enough for it to need full replacing just is what it is. And in that moment or right away, I went from like, well, like it is what it is. I can't do anything about it. I can't be mad right now because if I'm mad right now, it's going to affect my driving. It's going to affect my focus. It's going to affect my, affect my patience while driving. And I like, I can't take it back. I can't take that chip out of the the crack of my windshield out and be mad about it and let it ruin and impact the rest of my day. Right. Cause we often do that. Sometimes it's like our day starts off on a bad note. And like, we think like this day's over, this day's ruined. This is the worst day ever, but it doesn't have to be like that. And it shouldn't be like that. And I want to teach you some tips and tools along this episode on how we can change our mind frame and mindset from playing that guilt or poor me or shame, um, mindset to just accepting what is and what you lesson you can take from it. And what can you be appreciative and grateful for in that moment, in that time, right? Like for example, in that time that the windshield cracked my, uh, the stone cracked my windshield, it could have been a lot worse. What if it was a much larger rock? What if it was a much larger object? And it like, seriously affected it impacted us or caused me to react as a driver and like run into something that didn't happen but it could have and so i have to pull myself back to being appreciative and grateful for the up for the moment of we were safe and fine and my windshield can be replaced yeah is it going to cost me money but if i focus on the um financial frustration piece to it, that's going to be my main focus. And I'm just going to go through that cycle of the poor me or how am I going to get myself into this position? Or like, now I'm so behind or like, I get it. You know, that feeling of like, things are going good for you and then boom, something happens. And then you climb back up and climb back up. Things are good. Then boom, something else happens. That's just life testing you, strengthening you. I know it sounds cheesy and corny, but it's just the honest truth. And at the age of 33, I have lived so many of those life scenarios. And it is why I am who I am today because of how I have taken it and reacted it, reacted or taken ownership of the fact that these things that are happening to me are for me. They're allowing me to take control of how I react be the creator of the change of my story. And if I can take that and help impact other people's lives or like help save them in a hard time or in a relationship struggle or potentially your life, because I've been there. If you have not heard my podcast episode or story about my car accident, go up to this podcast and find it. I talk about it in multiple episodes. You'll find it. Even the one that says I flashed in my life changed forever. Go listen to that. That has been my biggest life lesson, but it has literally gotten to me where I am today because of how I have reacted it and taken what happened for me wasn't to me. It was for preparing me for what was to come and the person who I am today and continuing to be and create the best version of me. So my day didn't end there. It took us 
double or maybe like double the time, double the time and more to get downtown Toronto because we ended up being a bumper to bumper traffic. My GPS took me through the airport, which is just like nowhere close to her house. And it was just an absolute gong show. Like my best friend was like, <laughs> this is not your day. And I was just, and, and we laughed about it. Like, thank gosh I was with her. It was no surprise that I was even going through this with her because I kid you not, this friend of mine, she has been through some of my most craziest moments and hardships in life and has like literally walked so many. I'll probably have to even do a podcast episode. I would love to even get her on with me because she's just a hoot. And if you know her, you can agree. And we should just talk about all the things we've gone through. So her and I just like instantly laughed as if like, of course her and I are in this position together. And she was nothing but wonderful and calm. So we finally get downtown Toronto. I drop her off. She had things to do. My son and I were going to have a mommy-son day, right? I was going to the science center. But by the time I got her there, I thought, you know, we're, we're tired of driving. I think we're just going to park downtown Toronto, go walk on foot, go find some parks. Um, it was a beautiful sunny day and like we're in the middle of October and we're going to kind of get see that weather for a while. So we spent a lot of time outside. We went to some markets, but it wasn't that like fulfillment moment experience I wanted for him of going downtown Toronto. Like he got to see the CN, the CN Tower in distance. So like that was hum, some hype. But like, I'm like, oh, listen, I just jumped hurdles to get here. I really want to do something fun with him. So the, t the time went on, the driving's crazy down there. I was kind of getting like agitated. I was hungry. He was hungry. I was like, we need to eat. So I figured we'd go and grab something to eat. So we grabbed a little snack and then I was like, you know what, bud, I think we're just going to head home with the timing and try to beat the traffic. Cause it was before the Toronto rush hour for the evening time. <laughs> I just think rush hour is all the time in Toronto though. <laughs> and, uh, I could never live there. I just like, I know it's not for everybody and it's just not for me. And I know people that live down, down Toronto and love it, but it is not for me. And I made that very clear. Um, but I also overcame some of my fears of like not wanting to drive downtown Toronto and dealing with Toronto traffic and, not knowing my surroundings. I'm like, I'm overcoming those things too, instead of avoiding them and living in that fear. So what do I do? I put in my home address to get home and it said I was going to have more than two hours to get home. And it should only be like maybe an hour, an hour and a bit with some congestion. And I was like, oh, I do not want to sit in that traffic again for that long. And I knew rush hour was soon approaching. So I thought, we're here. We're downtown Toronto. I don't want his day to be like, oh, we didn't really do anything fun and memorable for his first big time in the city. And so I took an exit off um, and to avoid sitting in traffic I went to go take him to the CN Tower and there's a Ripley's um, aquarium to explore and go see. And there's like all sea animals and sharks and octopuses and you name it, like an ocean above ground. <laughs> and 
he, I knew he would be ecstatic. So I thought, oh, you know what? I'm going to go find this place. I'm going to park and surprise him and take him. And then we're just going to stay until they close at 7.30 at night. And then we're going to drive home because there should be <laughs> less traffic leaving Toronto. <laughs> so I find this parking spot in a parkade. If you've ever driven in a parked in a parkade, you know that they are also madness. So try that downtown Toronto. And I've parked in a handful of parkades. So my brain just had one focus of like, find a parking spot and park and get your butt across the street to this aquarium. (laughs) And it was a weird case scenario, but I found a parking spot. And when I went to go reverse into my spot, I always like to reverse, especially if I'm in a parkade, so I can just pull out. Um, I was reversing my car back into the spot and there was a sign that said for small cars only. And I was like, well, define a small car. I drive like just a Jeep Cherokee. And <clears throat> excuse me, I'm looking up the lane and there's other large vehicles parked. And I was like, the lines themselves aren't narrow. Like I looked at the lines. That was what I was associating the small cars only with. And it was like, I could totally fit there. I've been driving my Jeep for eight years. I know its size. You know, when you like have your own car and you know the size of your vehicle when it comes to like parking or coming across other vehicles. I was like, I can totally park there. So I was like, what are they talking about? (laughs) Well, I reversed my Jeep in and I just parked it a little too close to the wall because the reason why it said for small cars only, but again, I have never seen this in a parkade is because if you could imagine it was a section of the parkade where like the venting is and it goes up and down and lowers like down the wall of where I was parking. And because I reversed into it, backed into it, my large back windshield of my Jeep liftgate got punctured by this wall and my back window shattered into a billion pieces of glass. And now before you wonder like, oh my gosh, are you and your son okay? Like, you know, especially him, he's in the backseat. He's good. We're good. We are back home and safe. That's all we can keep reminding ourselves of. But it came with a lot of emotion. There was tears. There was fear. There was, from from me, anger and like um, panic and worry. And I literally wanted to drop to my knees in that moment and cry. But guess what? I couldn't. I mean, I could have, but I chose not to because I had a six-year-old in tears, shaking, scared, and afraid of the noise and the impact and not like, wasn't like intense impact, but imagine sitting in the car in a parkade and hearing And coming from behind you, the glass shattering for a six-year-old, I just had to hug him tight and tell him everything was going to be okay. While I was trying to figure out what my next step was, because I have no idea where I am. I'm downtown Toronto. I panicked. And what do I do when I panic? I call my husband (laughs) because he's my person. 
and bless his soul because if there's any times that I ever call my husband and my opening line is I need help, he probably like his heart probably skips a beat because I have done that to him enough times to scare him. Again, listen back to that episode on my car accident. Anyways, bless his soul because he just gets up and leaves in his his one mind track is I got to go get my wife and kid. But it doesn't come that easy because I was like, there's no way you're going to get to me and I got to get out of here. So luckily, my best friend who I dropped off, I called her and her and her lovely boyfriend dropped what they were doing and walked on foot about a 20 minute walk to us. And like, just to like, when I called her after calling my husband, she just was just like, she just wanted to be there for us. She knew the kind of day I was already having. (laughs) So I'm laughing about it already. So it's great. (laughs) And she was just like, I can just come for support. And that's exactly what they did. They came, they brought my little guy some snacks and just were there for us for support. Cause like I was scared. He was scared. I didn't know what to do. I had to figure out what to do. I had to call people. My phone was at 9% and I'm like starting to get the jitters. Um, and so after dealing with my husband and him, him, he was going to come and rescue us, but it just didn't make sense. So I had to get an auto repair guy on the phone. And I found a guy and long story short, I had to drive my friend, my best friend's boyfriend also helped get rid of like all the glass as much as possible. So I wasn't like driving with it, um, in the worry. Cause I already had the worry of driving with an open window on the 401 downtown Toronto to meet these guys, to repair my, um, back window so that I could get back to where I live safely and peacefully. So I had about a 50 minute drive bumper to bumper, luckily, because it, it forced me to drive slower and not freak out my son as much. And he was such a trooper. He was so brave and gosh, love him. He was just so brave. I praised him so much about his bravery in, in patience that day. And he kept me strong. He was keeping me strong and I had to keep him strong. So we like just totally tag teamed and like supported and leaned on each other. And <clears throat> we got to our destination. We met these amazing men that fixed my par- um, windshield, my back windshield, literally in a parking lot with like restaurants and stuff. So they were like, go in to go take your son to eat. Him and I went to had dinner. It was such a nice change of like scenery from our day. <laughs> and they took about like an hour and a half to fix the window. I have a brand new window. Um, but my Jeep is also giving me some other challenges and I'm not going to branch off on that. But the point is I need my front windshield replaced now and my lift gate on the back trunk isn't closing. So we have to figure out why chances are it's because there's some glass or some debris in there that it's allowing, not allowing to close. So we still have to find that solution out. So I had to drive home from the destination near the airport back another 55 minutes home praying that my lift gate wasn't going to open up. So it was a day and a half because we got home and my husband tried to get my lift gate closed on his own and he spent about an hour and it was just, sorry, one thing after another, but 
I got home and I sat on my porch with my little guy and I said, listen, buddy, we're home and we're safe and we're healthy. And today was a really scary day. And I know that wasn't what we planned, but we're here. And we have to really be grateful for that. Because some situations that happened today could have put me in a different mind frame. I could have been stressed. I could have been emotional. I could have been mad and angry and short with him and irritated with someone else. And I, but it would have gotten me nowhere positive. And I think the greatest gift I could have even got that day was a moment I had of being in the restaurant with my son. We were at Montana's and if you're listening from not the area of a Montana's, they have like um brown paper that they put on their table so that you can draw. So I thought, oh, and, and I know that about them and my little guy, right? A big artist. I was like, oh, this would be perfect. You can literally go and draw neat and relax. And I'm sitting and he's just like doing his thing. I'm just sitting there taking some deep breaths and just sitting in gratitude even from being at that point. And all of a sudden he starts writing upside down to me a message. And he wrote, I love you, mom. And that moment, that moment really made me feel so loved, but appreciated. And it made me feel like I did my job right that day in the sense of how I reacted and how I could show him hard things and that we can learn from them. I mean, I don't wish that upon him at the age of six, but we don't control what we experience and go through. But that moment of him writing that made me feel like that was his, him saying, it's okay. And because I did say to him so many times, I said, I'm so sorry, buddy. I'm so sorry. And he kept saying, I forgive you, mom. It's okay, mom. It wasn't your fault, mom. And I guess my biggest takeaway from that entirely was just exactly what I've been taught in learning and practicing these last eight months really closely with a mentor and friend and coach of mine. If you already follow me enough or you're good, you're close to me, you already know I'm talking about my coach, Brad Bishak. And I couldn't tell you how many times during Wednesday's incidents that I was like relaying strategies or tools or techniques or tips that I have learned from him these past eight months and that I know helped me react and accept the resistance and the freaking wrenches that were being tossed at me on Wednesday 
and taking that wrench and fixing the problems and acting on what I had to do so that we could move forward. And I'm telling you guys, I'm sharing this with you solely because I know a lot of you already know if you're receiving my messages or emails or encouragement to take advantage of an opportunity I have with you guys with my coach. Brad Bizjack is hosting and opening his doors to a free five-day challenge to help rewire your subconscious mindset starting this Monday, October 10th, for the following five days. You have an opportunity to see what is possible for you, to overcome those limiting beliefs that you keep telling yourself, to rewire your mind for better success, to overcome those hard seasons in life that you know you're going to get over and over and over again because that's exactly what life does. Look what it did to me, right? It's constantly testing you to see if you're for real for what you want to pursue or if you're ready for the next step in your life, if you're ready for that next level. And I'm telling you, I'd be selfish to keep this secret to myself of the opportunity that you can have because eight months ago, someone close to me told me about this opportunity I could have with Brad and said, like, this could be life-changing moment for you. So I thought, oh, okay, sure, no problem. When I did his, it was a 10-day challenge, so kind of feel like I got bonused, but he's going to bring so much value this time in a condensed day of five instead of 10. But when I experienced what I experienced with him, it was literally exactly what my mentors had said it was going to be transformative, life-changing. In eight months, my life has changed in every avenue and aspect because I chose to invest in myself so that I can be that best version. Wife, mother, daughter, friend, business owner, community worker, and provide value to every single person around me and improve my relationships, excel in my business, be that best mom I want to be. Those are really important to me. And I know they're really important to you too. I know that you want to be that best version. But I also know that if you're feeling stuck or you're feeling like you're not moving forward, that you're not fulfilled, or that you're just settling, I know that you're also telling yourself that you want more. And you were made for more. So of course you want more. And I'm telling you that this five-day challenge could literally change your life. I can't tell you how or when in that five-day moment, but I'm telling you it did it for me. And it did it for me over and over and over again until the final day came. And I was like, how do I get more Brad Bishak in my life and sign me up? And if I can think back to... March, if I had just decided, no, I can't do this right now, or I I can't take this on right now, or I can't afford this right now, or I don't know if it's going to be for me. I can't imagine if I chose one of those options. 
and not have gotten and gained what I have now today because it has changed me. It has changed me. It has changed my family. It has changed how I do things. And it's only going to get better. It, it only can. But you got to give your, you got to give yourself permission to take that next step, to take that leap, to spread your wings. Because tomorrow is never promised. And today's here. So you got to make the best out of it. You got to stop settling for just like what mediocrity, me, meter, uh-oh, you know what that word is? <laughs> Here goes one of my stumbles. Um, mediocrity, <laughs> you know, don't settle for just what you have. If you know there's something more out there for you or a dream out there. And don't you dare sit here and say that it's too late or you're, you're too old. You're not. You're never too late and you're never too old to start dreaming and start living. So you have absolutely nothing to lose. I am going, if this interests you, um, I want you to do three things for me, please. If this interests you, whether you've registered or not already, the link is going to be in the show notes here. So please just go to it. Sign up for the free days. It starts Monday. That's step one. And just go from there. Like, it's going to be amazing. And you're going to see me in there too. But I can't tell you when or why. <laughs> and yet. But you'll find out. So go to that link if you're interested. Secondly, I want you to let me know that you have registered. Um, you can do that by showing me a screenshot or just sending me a message um, telling me that you did because I'm going to actually enter you into a draw to receive a free photo shoot from me um, based on anyone that gets registered into that five-day group. It's just something that I personally want to gift you guys just for having the courage and interest in taking on this five-day challenge. And the third thing is I want you to tell me what you're most excited to gain out of it. And I'm so excited to hear from those because I already know a handful of you have registered and I already know that we've already been talking about it. Um, I mean, again, only working with Brad for eight months and I feel like I've been working with them for years. So I'm going to wrap up with that because I know my Wednesday story probably got dragged on, <laughs> but I hope you got something out of that. I hope that you saw or heard or like, per, like put in perspective of what I went through the other day and how I handled it and reacted to that shift. And if you have any questions at all, ever, feel free to reach out to me. Um, feel free to share this episode to inspire or light someone else up in a way. Maybe somebody you want to do the challenge with, or you think that you and your partner want to do it together, or you and a friend, um, feel free to share it. You guys can find me on Instagram at Lindsay Cormier underscore three. I will also put it in the show notes just because my Lindsay spelling is 
non-original. So the spelling is different. So find that in the show notes, follow me on Instagram, share this episode. Tell me what your takeaway was. I would love to hear. I love the feedback. It truly, truly helps me provide my content and speak to you guys on what you want to hear more of or more less of and go from there. So on that, I want you guys to remember that everything that is happening to you is for you. Write it down on a sticky note, write it down on a notebook on what you're, where, where you look every day or on your desk. Everything that is happening to you is for you. And never forget, be the sunshine on a rainy day. When it shines, shine bright. Talk to you guys soon.